Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Zofia Renea Morales, and Today, I'm here with Alona Lopari, the CEO of Life School. But before I introduce her to you, uh, I would like to introduce you to yourself a little bit. I'd like to invite you to get your pen and your piece of paper and write down this URL, superpowerquiz.us. This two-minute quiz will provide you with the insight into what your particular spiritual giftednesses are in this life and give you a little insight into what makes you special because so often we are inside our own bottle and we can't read the label on the outside that clearly says this person is a healer, this person is a business leader, this person is whatever, fill in the blank, okay? And so I created this to give my clients a peek into what their particular special gifts are in this world. So superpowerquiz.us, it takes two minutes to get that insight into what makes you particularly special. So today I'm going to be discussing seven foundational pillars to purpose-driven visionary leadership uh, with Alona. Alona is the visionary CEO of Life School, speaker, best-selling author of numerous books. Uh, she has a show and is a speaking events organizer and has an audience of over 30,000 heart-driven, service-based entrepreneurs and corporations. She is both a servant community builder and a people connector. She is a prior Fortune 500 CEO, also featured in Disrupt New York Weekly, Business Insider, CEO Weekly, and the Business News and Famous Times. She is the CEO of The Life School, where they help visionary leaders and CEOs grow legacy, purpose-driven businesses through inner alignment, branding, marketing, sales, and team building so that they can maximize their impact and income to do more good in the world. Welcome, Ilona. Thank you so much, Sophia, for that beautiful introduction. And uh, I am looking forward to having a conversation with you here today. Thanks for- so am I. So am I. And I love reading these bios. I, I get down to the end of them. I'm like, wow, these people have done so much in their life. And I, one of the things I like to do is to have you get a little authentic, a little naked with us and tell us where you started. <laughs> How did all of this begin for you? What was life like? before you became this amazing woman in the bio? Yeah, well, thanks for asking that. I think that's always a journey, right, to, to getting anywhere or even the achievement piece, which for me, actually, I'll start off with that. Um, I was praised very early on as a child for being a high achiever. So I've had my journey of personal growth and spiritual growth around that coming from a better place rather than the lack, which I actually, uh, it was coming from when I was growing up. So I'll start there. I'm originally from Albania, uh, moved to the U.S. when I was only 15 years old, the oldest child, see my parents struggle. Uh, one of the very early, you know, um, encounters or I guess challenges that I, I 
I can think of the the the, the thing that um, grew me up very fast was of course to help my family through a lot of those beginning you know stages of moving to a new country. I started working very early, um, and then one thing that my specifically my father uh, started to um, instill in me is the fact that um, you know you want to get a college degree you want to ensure that you get the american dream and you want to ensure that you have a successful yeah take advantage of all this stuff we came here for <laughs> right exactly yeah well tell us a little bit about that entry into new country new culture new language new customs what was that like for your family so for, for my family um uh, it was challenging for my parents specifically, but for my brother and sister, which were younger than me, you know, it was easier because obviously we were only, they were younger than me and I was only 15. So I was just, I came in with a big dream and, you know, I was excited. I wanted to know like, oh, it's a new, you know, new place we're moving into. And, um, you know, that that was the excitement of the beginning. But then once, you know, I started getting into acquainted uh, in the into everyday life, you know, I started to grow up very fast. I went to translate everywhere and I enrolled my, my siblings in school and we moved a lot. And I saw my parents, you know, work two, three jobs and, you know, that whole thing that I I saw kind of wanted me very early on to be able to be responsible and contribute to the family because I wanted to take away some of that pain that I saw that they were going through. Yeah, um, well, and it's a big, heavy load if, if you think about it. Coming as an adult, did they speak any English? You said you translated, um, so probably not much. My dad a little, but my mom, no. Yeah, and then you've got a family of three kids I've heard you mention so far, as <laughs> it might be more. Um, that it's a lot of responsibility and the jobs that you can get with limited English don't pay a lot of money. Yeah. So hats yeah. off. It, it's a difficult road. Yeah. Yeah. And I think emotionally too, it kind of just uh, loaded me, I guess, with a lot more emotional charges from my family, you know, and obviously I didn't always know how to handle or manage my own emotions as I was also going through some things. So, you know, and added on later on to be obviously it served me because, you know, I, I started to, I saw the struggle. So I'm like, okay, I can, I can do something here. And one thing that my dad always repeated is that you can be anything um, that you want here. So I took that and that ambition always drove, drove me. But on the spiritual side of things, um, I, you know, it was just uh, very heavy, very early on. So I had to learn how to cope with it sometimes in pretty unhealthy ways um, through food or even becoming a, a workaholic. And yes. I saw the effect in other areas of my life as well, eventually. Yeah, that's not at all uncommon. And it's, I think a lot of times, just to give you some grace here, we kick ourselves for the strategies that we chose to get ourselves through whatever the struggle of the moment was. Um, but they they helped us to get through it. They helped us to get to today. So I'd like to honor that you found a way to come through it. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, that's beautiful. So how did you begin to find, what do I want to say, the stuff that lights you up, your purpose? 
So that uh, that was the journey, my next meaningful moment uh, that I remember that made uh, created a big transformation was the company I was working for was bought by another company. And at that time, I started to feel a lot of uh, misalignment with where I was working. I no longer aligned with their vision because it turned very profit driven as a culture. And mm. for the many years that I worked for them, it was pretty purpose driven. I was growing, learning uh, in the various roles that I was part of. But when that happened, that's when a lot of inner conflict started arising around, okay, no, so now what am I, where's, what is my identity? Like, what do I value in life? You know, what am I going to do next? And because I only knew that world for 13 years. So that was my next, I guess, uh, transformative or transition, transition, transitory period. I think that's the right yeah. word. Mm-hmm. Kind of take a look, you know, within and, and start to expose myself to more information, education. I started, you know, listening to podcasts. I started getting access to more information around like how to start tapping into some of my inner wisdom. What did I actually want to do? Where did I see my life? What was the vision for the future? You know, and all of these things are questions that I never really answered or took time to sit down and, and actually like clarify as I was just robotically (laughs) path that was laid out in front of me um but you know this was the moment where i started introducing meditation into my life i hired my first mentors and that's where i started to explore um you know a lot of limitations a lot of fear around what i was doing you know a lot of my stories my mindset blocks a lot of childhood trauma that i had on feel exactly what were some of the highlights of that journey what were some of the limitations that you ran into as you were looking to expand your capabilities yeah so the highlights of that was um I started to become more comfortable with sitting with myself. I started to become more comfortable with taking a look at those limitations where whether before I would just run away or cope with it in other or, way. Or pretend it wasn't there. I, that, that's always yeah. been my favorite. Just pretend it's not there. <laughs> my hand understand and just go work some more. I'll, I'll figure it out eventually, right? Yeah. Uh, until it all comes together around you. And I felt so much anxiety. And uh, I also felt an inner voice, which I guess as I started to learn to tap into that, because I wasn't obviously at that stage, I wasn't even sure what it was or what I sh- what it meant. I started to hear that you're meant for something greater, you're meant for something different. So I started to kind of hear a lot of that in the journey as well so that was another highlight that I started to kind of tap into some of that uh, intuitive I guess aspect of me which I didn't know I even had you know or existed Um, and the other parts were uh, you know around the the different habits so then I started to clarify a lot of the things that I wanted to do in life I started exposing myself with different mentors different people from all all different life journeys and then through just listening to a lot of entrepreneurs I'm like oh my gosh this is actually pulling me this entrepreneurship thing you know it's calling to me before we go down the entrepreneurial road I want to just circle back And you mentioned you discovered an inner voice. Okay. And we all have like the noisy voice in our head, but I assume you're talking about something different than that. Um, It was the voice of uh, telling me that I needed to change something in my journey, personally and professionally, because there was something else out there for me, which I did not see of at that time as I was very afraid to make changes, you know, security was a big Yeah, uh, the golden handcuffs are a real thing. Right. So 
So that's that's what I, I was feeling at, at, at that moment in time. Yeah. And how did it show up for you the first time? Because for different people, it shows up in different ways. Some of us literally hear the voice. Some of it shows up as like a thought. Um, other other folks get nudges that are more signs from the universe. How did yours show up for you? Initially, it started showing up as a voice where I was just sitting quietly by myself. I could be watching TV. I could be walking. I could be um, through a meditative session. So that's how initially I heard it. And then eventually, once I, I guess, exposed, you know, opened up my awareness, and now I know what happened as process. But, um, you know, then I started to my own thoughts, like almost like guiding me and leading me like to the next step that I needed to take. Um, and then the other piece was connecting the signs around circumstances, the people around me, you know, I meant to, I, was, I would hear messages, and I'd be like, I meant to, you know, actually listen to this message, it would be maybe you know, someone through uh, an outside method. So that's kind of how it progressed. <laughs> so I guess from voice to kind of, you know, thoughts in my head and then to piecing signs around me uh, that were circumstantial. Very nice. And did you kind of accept the voice from the get-go or did you have some resistance to it? Well, uh, I denied, I, I didn't listen to the voice for at least three years, um, because again, I didn't even know what to do with that or why that was there. Uh, and of course, I ignored it for that long until it started to become very, very clear as I started also learn more about these areas. Um, and at a certain point, it just, I was convicted. I'm like, that's it. I'm doing it. And I got to that point where I, I'm cutting the cord. And I'm just going to listen to you, and I hope you're leading me in the right direction. Exactly. I, this is this is blind trust here. <laughs> uh, like, I hope you know what you're doing. Um, so that's what happened, and yeah, the rest is, it's amazing what happened after I was able to listen to that and, and just piece my journey through what I do today. Very nice. So what was that first step of that you took in trust? What was the first thing it was asking you to do? Um, so it's, uh, starting my business, putting myself out there. So I started to attend, you know, my first couple of networking events, just to kind of get myself out there, talk to people, <laughs> because again, <laughs> I had no idea what I was wanting to do, what I want to offer. None of that. I had no structure and nothing. I just said, okay, just go out and talk to people that are in this area of, of entrepreneurship um, because I, I already had clarified that that was very attractive to me. So I said, okay, this could be the path that I could stay on. Um, so I started just start a network. That was my the beginning baby steps that I took. And then of okay. course, slowly but surely, you know, started connecting online, virtually with different communities and then, you know, me got mentorship and then started to actually grow this like an actual business. And for the two years, uh, that I was, um, I guess, side hustling or working on this. I was still working uh, full time. And then again, another point was that when I felt intuitively, I had already grown a lot of this skill inside of me at that point. Then I, the next voice was like, okay, you can let go. This is what you will be doing. So that's when I uh, gave my uh, two weeks and I kind of pivoted 100% to entrepreneurship. Excellent. I want to understand how that, <clears throat> excuse me, how that moment of clarity arrived for you around 
not just I'm going to be an entrepreneur, but I'm going to provide X into the marketplace. Uh, but we are up on our first break already. So I'm going to put a pin in that question. Um, and I'd like to invite you, dear listener, who's enjoyed, who's joined us today. Um, take that pen and paper that I asked you to go get earlier and spend a little time around the voice have you experienced the voice like she's been discussing, the one that says, oh, you should do this. You need to stop that. It does it very quietly. It does it very neutrally. And spend some time around the moments where you have experienced the voice. And did you pay attention? Did you ignore it for a while? Um, and what were the results of that? And hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's TellZofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here with Alona Lapari. And... Before the break, she was telling us about beginning to listen to that inner voice, the inner guidance that said, you know, you're here for more than what you've been doing. And she had taken that first step of trust in that she knew she wanted to be an entrepreneur. She started networking. She got some coaching. How did you arrive on the moment of, I'm going to offer X into the marketplace? And what did X turn out to be for you? So through the work I was doing with my coach and clarifying where, um, what is it that I 
could have done to add value to someone else. That's where I landed into executive coaching. So I started coaching uh, executive women leaders, uh, me being one, and I knew that market really well. And I felt compelled to be able to help them. So that's kind of where I started. Those were my beginning first couple clients. Um and through the journey of that and the evolution of me doing that for a little while, I also felt like I was still in a corporate space. I wanted to explore the bigger, wider world, and I wanted to help everyday women with their careers because of my HR background. So that was the next evolution, career coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I was going through that, I still felt that there was more that I could offer beyond just the career piece because I started to see how... I could create a bigger difference with the entrepreneurship piece uh, because also I, I discovered that I, I had a lot of gifts around business acumen and leadership. So I said, okay. So at that point, I also had grown my business and learned a lot around, you know, the business aspects of things. And I said, okay, so that that was the other calling that I could just help more entrepreneurs like myself that were purpose-driven. They chose their purpose. They wanted, they're looking for fulfillment now. And they're mm-hmm. looking to now align their purpose with profits um, so they can do more good in the world. And I didn't yeah, and I, I think there's there's a little bit of a, what I want to say, a skill set or a trick to connecting those two, the purpose and the profit. Because I know a lot of healers, leaders, readers, all coaches, you name it, who have a vision a very purposeful vision for what they want to create, but they have got a terrible time connecting the profit aspect into that. And so they're struggling. Yeah. And I wouldn't say there's a trick. I would say there's a process. Very good. It seems like a trick when you don't have it, right? (laughs) It's true. Yes, exactly. Everything is like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Well, obviously, because you don't have that awareness or education or knowledge or expertise or investing in that certain thing. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So that was the thing. And I also had figured out that I'm a very good at big picture stuff. And I, I love connecting the right priorities for people. Mm-hmm. And that's actually where my other gift lied. And also back in corporate, that's what made me very successful, kind of right. just ensuring my my region was, um, you know, high sales, high engagement at all levels and uh, developing top talent. So just piecing a lot of different things that um, I also was passionate about doing. I said, okay, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put it together for entrepreneurs. So rather than them kind of get this process all over the place and start aligning it so they can get the results that they're looking for, that's what I will do. I will teach on those pillars of branding, marketing, sales, systems, and teams, because to me, those were the pillars that will get us to the alignment of purpose and profit. And every company needs to have those ongoing, depending on you know, the needs of the company and the gr- the stage and phase of growth that they're in, whether they're trying to create consistent profit or cash flow, or they're trying to scale to create more impact or to be able to expand their sales and profits to, you know, do other things, get more people, align their vision, you know, serve more clients. So I just kind of saw the patterns and I was able to, you know, connect them all and that became my framework and the way that I create results for my clients today. Very nice. Very nice indeed. So when you started your first executive coaching, 
uh, business? Did it take off like from the get-go or what was that growth path like? Um, well, it was slow because I was also implementing a lot of what I was learning as to how I can grow this business. Um, so my first couple of clients came from my network, people that I already know that really knew, liked, and trust me from my connections that I had prior. Right. So that's where my first couple of clients came from. Um, and then the other ones were really testimonials of my clients, and they were just referring me to new cl- new people that they knew that um, I could offer help. Um, and then the rest of the pieces was to build my business with marketing and understanding where I need to focus my time and who was my market and how to reach them and all of those different pieces, which did take time. But the first, I guess, initial impact of the first couple of clients always came from my network and also referrals. That's kind of yeah. how I did it. Yeah, that's beautiful. So words of advice you would give to somebody who's starting out Maybe they've, they're still in their job or they've just left their job and they're looking to start, say, a coaching or consulting kind of practice. Where should they focus their time out of the gate? Because I know a lot of people get lost in, I'm going to figure out what my, my brand is and I'm going to build this amazing website and I'm going to do all this stuff and then I'll be able to start. Yeah, I think it's definitely clarifying who you want to help and how. Mm-hmm. That's the first uh, couple of pieces. We want to help how and where are they, <laughs> right? <laughs> Who, you know, how and where are they? Those are the, the first steps. And then the rest of the pieces is to go to the people that you want to serve. So again, whether find where they are online, are they on these platforms, you know? How do I now become valuable to, to the people I want to serve? Do I share content? Do I, you know, connect with them, right? Do I uh, start to build no like and trust with them? And how do I do so? And surround yourself with as many of the people that you want to help as possible, because uh, that will not only help you become comfortable with communicating uh, with with, uh, with the people that you want to help, whether it's in a virtual or live environment. Obviously, you know, live is always best if you can. Yeah. But have an online business, you know, you can pretty much reach the world nowadays. Um, So that's the beauty of uh, what we can potentially do. But, um, you know, if I were to break it down very simply, in a simplified way and take removal of the business language, that's what it would be. So where are people? Talk to them. Surround yourself with them. Be of value to them. Ask them, how is it that you can help and support? And then you know, have those conversations, build it, no like, and trust, and then offer to help, you know? Yeah, if, yeah. You know, and, and you can figure out the rest of it farther down the road, right? <laughs> I, my first three years in business, I didn't have a website. Full confession, no website whatsoever. I yeah. had I had a calendar booking link that was a, connected to a card processor. That was it. <laughs> That is all you need. And with, with the today's platforms, if let's say you clarified that your people are on Facebook, then just your Facebook profile will do. That's what matters. It's not uh, the all these tools that we eventually we should be building them, obviously, because if you want to build a professional business, then eventually yeah. you will to build a lot of these different pieces. But at the beginning, if you ask me for the broad advice, yeah. <laughs> what would I do? You know, go to the, the networks and the people that you already like, like and trust you, talk, talk about what you do with them and offer to help and, you know, 
see who needs your your help. That's usually where your first couple of clients will come from anyway, right? Yeah. And around you, you become more of a savvy marketer and you start implementing other pieces in the business and, um, you know, and then you make it repeatable, right? Things that yeah. create consistency, which is usually the next problem you'll encounter, creating consistency. Uh, and then once you have that, the next problem become how do I, you know, move beyond capacity and scale this thing? And that's where you start introducing systems and teams um, under you so that you're no longer the solopreneur. Yes. Uh, and well, can- and I, I guess the thing I want to throw in about systems, I was the systems girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, a lot of times you think as a solopreneur, oh, I don't need a system. I just do the thing. If you actually set it up as a system, you will do it correctly more frequently (laughs) if you've got that system in place. And then when the moment comes where you're hiring an assistant or somebody you're, you're delegating to, it's much easier because now you've got a system. It's like, here it is, step A, B, C, D. There's a checklist and the parameters and away you go. Uh, whereas if you're trying to do both at the same time, it's a little more challenging. <laughs> I always say, if you want freedom, find ways to systematize it. If not, you just be doing it over and over and over and enslaving yourself to a task that you don't care about. But just yeah. like you said, if you want to, if you want freedom and that thing that you're doing is bringing you, obviously you're clear on how that's connecting to the business. That's another piece too. But right. once you have that, then it's like, do I want to keep repeating this over and over and over? It's like, is this giving me joy? Maybe there's someone else that could do it for you. And nowadays, there's, you know, so many things that we can automate, like emails, right? Social media content, like all these different things that if you are, if it's not a crucial piece to you being the main person that can do it, and you don't get joy out of that, and you already have created some income, that would be the next piece of how to grow this thing. Otherwise, okay, so you'll spend 10 hours a day doing the same thing and not (laughs) working on the thing that you actually went into business for, (laughs) which is usually the, the, the disappointment of all entrepreneurs. It's like, I didn't go into business to do all these other things. Yeah, I didn't go into business to work 120 hours a week (laughs) and spend three of them doing the stuff that lights me up. Or the co, you know, the coaches out there. I went in the business to coach, you know, my area of expertise or what I love to, to help people with. I didn't, you know, think that it would be all these other things. So you learn. That's yeah, <laughs> exactly. What's the point at which you should start building that team? Not necessarily full hires, but at least partial headcount kind of things, bookkeepers and things like that. I would say as soon as you understand all the pieces and how they connect so that whoever you're bringing in is a strategic decision and that person can add an ROI to your business and they're not, and you don't get disappointed with, oh, I hired this person, but I don't know how this is actually helping me or you can't even guide and train them or you don't even know who to hire, first of all, yeah. right? Like, do I need this and that? But if you don't have the foundational pieces or all this knowledge and information, then how do you know who to bring on board? So I would say you first get someone to teach you the bigger pieces of the puzzle of the business growth journey. So a a business mentor or coach, something like that. 
Yeah. yeah, a consultant coach, right? A mentor that knows about this area. You get informed. You understand, you know, the bigger strategy of your business. And then you can make strategic decisions versus do I need a system and do I need a person to help me? And what are those tasks? I don't think before that you're making an informed decision. You just kind of be like, oh, I need a VA. So let me just uh, get a VA. And <laughs> the VA is doing what, you know? And then you don't even know what you're in the market looking for. And when I gave you a certain thing, you're like, I'm not happy with this. So most people get afraid of the hiring and bringing other people on board because it's done in the wrong, uh, I guess, in the wrong timing of things because timing is also very important in business. Yeah, well, and without a plan, I think a lot of times is the challenge, right? It's like, I'm overwhelmed. There's just too much stuff. If I get a VA, it'll be better. And that's not necessarily the case. No, because they're they're under you. You are the leader. You are the, the CEO. You are the founder, whatever you like to call yourself. At the beginning, I was so afraid of those terms. Uh, and I see a lot of people afraid of those terms, you know, and they're like, no, I'm just like a coach. They usually yeah. go under <laughs> their position. I'm like, I'm just this. And, oh, yeah. I mean, if you choose that, that would be. But I really find that, um, you know, uh, Sophia, is that once people understand what is the potential of the impact they can make, then they change their mind. They're like, okay, so now I want to learn how to do all these different things. I think you know, a lot of like, oh, I just want to be a solopreneur for life. I think it's because people don't understand how to do the rest of the pieces of business of growing a business, because who would choose who would choose to work on things that they don't care about or kind of just be tied to their desk uh, 12 hours a day? I don't think any entrepreneur goes into business to do that. Um, <laughs> but once they understand how to do this, then they're like, okay, so I can actually do this. I can get people and systems under me to grow and move and and focus myself on things that are going to add more value in the business and to myself and also do things that I care about, do more of the coaching or do more of the whatever else lights up your uh, your day and, and it's connected to your purpose. I think we're talking about purpose here. So I think that's important too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a significant, what do I want to say, personal development aspect to becoming an entrepreneur, even a successful solopreneur, um, because there are a ton of limiting beliefs that you come out of your childhood with. Uh, one of mine was, you do your work, <laughs> all of it, okay? And that was like drilled into me from a very young age. And so it took me a long time to say, okay, well, maybe I should hire a VA <laughs> as like a baby step, or maybe I should hire someone to clean my house because it makes me sick to clean my own house. Um, and so there are some very good reasons for choosing some of these things, but it took me a long time to accept that I was quote unquote allowed, <laughs> not just allowed. It, it was necessary for me to to make these kinds of hiring decisions in order to do what I'm here to do. 
Yeah, personal work is number one, uh, because that will open up the door for you to be able to expand in, in the business world as well. I mean, it's just connected because you're the main decision maker, right? So right. It goes nowhere without me, right? I'm the bottleneck. Decision out of that limit. I mean, I'm not going to do anything, right? I'm just going to yeah. stay hiding in my own thing. For me, it was always like the, the responsibility because I was handed responsibility so early that back to what I just shared. Uh, so to me, it's like, oh my gosh, once I have so many more people and like so many clients and some, so much, you know, so many people on my team, am I going to be able to um, ensure that everybody's kind of, you know, always taken care of and I'm going to yeah, be more responsible and I don't know. It's a lot that. of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> we are up on our second break already. And when I come back, I'd like to dive a little into the seven pillars and how you happened upon that as your framework. And we will take it from there. Uh, for those who've joined us, grab that pen, grab that piece of paper and spend some time around where you are in your business. Are you making money? Are you making money but not making profit? Do you need help in some area? Are you stumped on how to make something work? What's going on in your world right now that might need a little bit of attention? And just write down what the issue feels to be. And uh, we'll be back back after the break. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know. How has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, 
back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm still here with Alona Lopari. And before the break, um, I started to ask you, how, how did you arrive at your seven pillars? A lot of people have trouble coming up with their proprietary process. So give us a little insight into how you came up with yours. Yeah, mostly through experience, through helping um, the corporate business I was working under, through helping other businesses at their different phases and stages of growth, I started to see patterns. And I'm always a big pattern observer. I guess that's just how my brain works. So from experience, I've learned to look at the most important pieces or priorities, which I then turn them into fundamentals or foundations or pillars or teach zone, whatever you like. Right, building blocks, whatever you want to call them. (laughs) Exactly. So that's from experience. I've seen that at every phase and stage of growth in my own business and also the businesses that I've helped, um, those are the pillars that every company needs to have implemented in their in their company so they can uh, grow a legacy company, meaning a healthy company that is purpose-driven, but also is making healthy profit. Because most of the time, you know, we don't want to always count on sales. You can make a lot of sales, but you can probably are not profitable. So just kind of observing the most important pieces in business and through my experience, that's how I came up with those pillars that you know, I wrote about in my other book as well, which is called Purpose Driven Entrepreneurship. Every business at whatever phase and stage of growth needs to grow their brand, <laughs> needs to learn how to market and continue to market, stay top of mind. It's not like one thing you do. It's con- Yeah, it's, it's not one and done marketing. <laughs> um, and then your sales, how to connect all of those two pillars with a third, which is your sales, right? And then later on to grow, you will need the systems and team, which is always growing with the company. You're always evaluating. Obviously, as your company gets more structured, mm-hmm. you start to have departments, you start to have people in place and all of that. And once you have more of a structure, then, of course, you can continue to place the right efforts and energy into those pillars so that you it's always it's like a system that is self-led almost it's like something that is independent beyond you and i would say your company beyond independently from you because you never know what your vision on purpose i guess evolves into uh maybe right now you know you love it and you're gonna keep it but you want to build it so independently that even tomorrow if you want to sell it or if you want to make other decisions with your company it's it's self-led and right and and even with your life right because we go through phases in our life where perhaps our personal life needs more attention (laughs) than it does at other points in our life and so it's nice to be able to to step in and step out and fade in and fade out if if your life requires that exactly and uh i take a very holistic approach to business growth and i'm um always you know um talking about or even implementing in my own personal life other priorities because this is not everything to eat right it's the relationships there's our health it's uh, the, the our wealth creation right our time which is such an important commodity um so it's all those other pillars that i say that the business we should serve the business but the business should also serve us 
you know, based on the, our other priorities. And at every season of phase and stage that you focus on as you grow, you will have different priorities for sure. And I don't believe in the world, uh, in the word of balance. It's really about being intentional, um, aware your energy is going based on the alignment of your purpose at that season and of, or stage of phase of, uh, of your life. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. So tell me a little bit about how your work is coming out into the world right now. Yeah, so um, I just launched my fifth book, which is called Visionary for Preserving Leadership. That is on my website at alonealapari.com, coaching.com. Um, so I do that. I do a lot of speaking. I love the speaking aspect of my business. So I speak to companies or I speak to um, individual entrepreneurs. And then I offer my private consulting for businesses that are looking for that step-by-step -step approach holding their hand as they implement and we go through the process of growth um, and I also have my business accelerator programs that are based on the phase of growth that you might be in so um, that's what I do and also split my time between my corporate projects which I am their fraction CEO for very nice that's the full 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 plate <laughs> so sure. Without systems and team, I can't do it. So yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if, say, you're a solopreneur right now and you're kind of looking to be less solo and morepreneur, um, what what would be your, your best entry-level offer for someone like that? Mm. Yeah, and I love that you mentioned that because it's definitely the phases of entrepreneurship or leadership in in. in in the world of space of entrepreneurship, which is solopreneur, entrepreneur, CEO, right? Those are the levels of growth that yeah. most of us go through, at least the model that's out there now, right? I mean, anything could change. But um, for my initial um, startups, usually, you know, that are obviously bootstrapping and they're probably putting in a lot of their own money or investment into their business, um, I have an offer where I pretty much uh, can uh, offer a lot of personalized support via my uh, passive programs that I've already recorded, which are also set up strategically step-by-step -step to help them you know, with the business growth strategy. And then based on their budgets, um, I'm able to offer some of my personal time for them to be able to answer any questions or anything that they might need, or to kind of help them get unstuck or clarify that next step. Because like I said, it's um, what's needed out there is not more information. You can just find. Oh limits. my God. Yeah. We're swimming in information. <laughs> exactly. So I just saw that and that's why I offer that for my startups to give them that initial support so they can create that consistent cash flow and then help them kind of position that, take that and also start investing it back in the business while they remove and pay themselves first. Because that's Yes. Problem. Yes. Because if you pay yourself last, you'd never eat. <laughs> Exactly. You're like, oh my gosh, like I got bills, right? It's so easy to kind of feed the business. It's like a baby. It never will tell you don't feed me, you know? Yeah, yeah. It won't tell you that's enough. <laughs> it's like, give, give me more, give me more. So you got to be, you know, I got to be strategic with that. So yeah. And then once they get, uh, they get to the next stage, I even invest in, in a lot of my businesses that I help grow. So we can, you know, we work on other things after that. But for the initial startups, that's what I've created based on their needs and also the personalized step-by-step -step approach, with, which is so needed um, so that they can implement and, and 
um, save their time, make money, but also save money and, and save time because those are always the two most important commodities. Well, yeah, we- you can't get more time. That's for sure. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I know you brought a gift with you for the listeners today. Uh, would you like to share with us what that gift is? Yes, I would love to offer my 60-minute um, masterclass where I dive into these pillars that I spoke about. And whether you are in that startup phase or whether you are in the scaling uh, phase, you will definitely connect new dots um, in your business. That will help you kind of clarify what is that next steps that you need to take or where are those gaps that you might be experiencing. So that's a 60-minute masterclass that they can take on my website under lonaparicoaching.com. And they'll, they can go ahead and listen to it. And if they need further support, um, I'm always there. They can get in touch with me as well. Excellent. Excellent. So we've got maybe five minutes left. Um, what would be the single most important piece of advice you would give to a uh, a beginning life coach, solopreneur, healer. Mm. At the beginning, what I needed to hear, (laughs) (laughs) uh, this is completely doable. Um, There's a lot of limitations, especially if you haven't helped enough people. You don't even believe in your gifts yet. You just feel that whatever's natural to you, oh, everyone must know that already. Um, You don't value your the the gifts that you're able to help someone else with so i guess the beginning level of advice would be to work on some of those limitations because if you if you do something naturally and you have experience with that whether it's your personal life or professional then trust me there are so many people out there that need what you have and there are a couple of steps behind you but sometimes at the beginning we think that we need to have it all figured out like that's what i thought about business i'm like i need to know everything about business before i can even like charge for what i'm doing or even any of that so you don't you just need someone that's a couple of steps behind you and now you can help them get to that specific result and maybe the result you're able or the problem you're able to solve at the beginning it's a small problem and that's okay i started the same way and then later on as you build you can solve bigger problems which is now i'm up to the level of this i mean i can help any business but that's not why i brand myself because we all know about that yeah Um, if you talk to everybody you're talking to no one (laughs) exactly so i understand that but obviously people that know me they know that um with time and experience you definitely can increase the level of the solution or the transformation that you can provide someone but at the beginning solve a small problem and you know charge your worth for sure believe in what you do and believe that there's a lot of people that need the support that you're looking for Mm. and your now your job is to learn all those different pillars that i talked about and how to build no like and trust with the people that you want to help and how to do those so consistently so that you start growing your confidence you grow your results you grow your testimonials you grow your impact and then everything else happens from there and I'd like to throw something in there about quote unquote small problems, right? We think that, oh, it's a small problem. It's not going to make a difference. Uh, and that's not necessarily the case because there's, I use this mental construct around this. When you're trying to move something, let's say a big rock 
and you've got a stick and you're trying to lever it out of the ground and make it roll. Putting a very small stone under that stick increases your leverage and allows you to get better leverage on that thing you're trying to move. So just because the problem's small does not mean that the problem is insignificant. Very often times it's a small problem that creates big challenges for your client. So keep in mind that it's not the size of the problem, it's the significance of the problem. Love that. Mm-hmm. So if you were to sum up your journey so far, Ilona, in about five to six words, how would you sum it up? Um, I would sum it up as, wow, that's hard. Um, Transformative, fulfilling, and in alignment with the purpose that I feel called to serve at this phase and stage of my life mm-hmm. as I continue to evolve and I'm open to explore the clarity that I will receive for the I guess the further the next evolution yeah <laughs> evolution of the journey yeah <laughs> absolutely and it does evolve it, we like to think oh there's this one thing I'm here to do but it's actually a series of things that we're here to do there's a time and a season for all of them. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think the, like I said, the more we expand, we learn and grow and evolve, the more we get to serve in those different capacities or even align all of that with the work that we do. Um, and yeah, we just look back and like, I can't even remember an older version of me because we're always like growing and expanding. So you just love the process then of becoming. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That that would be the thing to fall in love with, fall in love with the process. Many of us want to fall in love with a goal or an end result, but if you fall in love with the process, you'll achieve many, many goals and results out of that. They'll just be byproducts, but you'll be happily achieving them and you'll be fulfilled and you will learn about yourself and you'll be, you know, you'll, you'll be at peace. And because at the end of the day, why do we do all this? Because of love, right? Love is the yeah. most powerful force in the universe. So once you understand that, you know, you're giving that to yourself, every year that goes by, you just get so much more comfortable with yourself. And yeah, it's just amazing, an amazing process they go through. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me here today, Alona. It's been more than a pleasure talking to you. You've been an absolute font of knowledge. And uh, I certainly appreciate it. And on behalf of the listeners, I will offer you gratitude as well. Thank you so much. It's been a great conversation. I love the space that you're holding for also your listeners. And I really enjoyed my time. And I really hope that whatever I shared was also in service to your audience. Beautiful. And thank you, dear listener, for coming and joining us here today. I do this show for you. She talks about love. I I work to give a lot of love to myself, but I also send a lot of love to each and every one of you with every episode that I bring forward. And I would love to hear from you. Uh, you can drop me a quick line at Ask Zofia 
at transformationspace.co. That's A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A at transformationspace.co. And I'd love to hear whatever is on your mind, on your heart. Are you struggling with something? Do you have a topic you'd like to see or a guest you'd like to hear? Um, is there something you loved about the show? Is there something that irked you about the show? I really don't care what's in the message. I just want to hear what's on your mind and on your heart. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week right here.